This is Plow Podcast with Janae Brinkley, where time is precious and I value it, and honestly, you should too. So, I only have 15 minutes. Let me give you, the community leader, some insight and encouragement to help you build. Thanks for listening to my voice. Now let's plow. Building in isolation. In the plow community, we are community leaders. We build, meaning we create products, services, we design programs, establish things within culture for positive influence. This is who we are, builders. We plow. So I have a riddle for you today for this episode. Are you ready? Okay. What is something of value that is often undervalued? Perspective. Now, I also have two questions for you that will start this conversation in building an isolation. How often do we, as community leaders, build in in isolation? Now, how often do you, as a community leader, build in isolation? So there are many dangers in building by yourself, secluded from everyone else, and more importantly, secluded from other perspectives. Essentially, I'm promoting partnership, collaboration, and insight to various perspectives. When you build in isolation, there are some dangers and even vulnerabilities that can come with your program, platform, group, business, organization, whatever. So I want to give you just five practical things that can reveal dangers when you, as a community leader, build in isolation. Are you ready? Okay. Number one, when you build in isolation, you lack perspective. That's the first one, the most simplest one, right? As I stated earlier, perspective is of high value, but it's often undervalued. So when you're building and when you're creating something, everything looks good to you. Everything looks flawless, right? <laughs> um, you're, you know, your perspective shouldn't be the only perspective you are building something off of. By adding someone who can look at what you're building from a different angle, they can provide you with some more insight to help you continuously build. So you want to make sure that you are able to get as much perspective as needed as needed, that's important when you're building. Here's danger number two in building in isolation. You lack constructive criticism. So again, when you're building and as a builder, as a community leader, you're focused. You're focused on the burden in which the reason you are building this thing for and your streamline as it may be. So when you build in isolation, sometimes you're not letting people in to provide constructive criticism. So it kind of goes with the first example, you lack perspective. You never want to build something where you're only going in your thoughts, your ideas, your ideals even. The thing about perspective and the thing about constructive criticism is that 
It allows you to incorporate other people's values. It allows you to incorporate other people's experiences, upbringings, um, the way in which they see life. And this is important because when you're building in isolation, you only get the way in which you see life. So you need your blind spots checked. So when we build, we are so focused at times, we don't see what we need to see or what we should see. So you want the constructive criticism. You want someone to be able to tell you, hey, you know, this is good. However, did you not consider liability and risk? Hey, this is good, but did you not consider diversity? Hey, this is good, but did you not consider the language in which you're presenting this? Hey, this is good, but did you not consider that this has no longevity to it? Did you not consider that this is not a viable plan to get consistent revenue and income? I get your message, but maybe you're coming off a little bit too harsh. Are you not considering what if so-and-so reads it? What if this person reads it? What if this company reads it? Did you want this to come off this way? Constructive criticism, it may sting a little bit, but in the day, it's constructive. It's literally to build you up. And sometimes in building you up, certain foundations of your thinking need to be targeted. Here's danger number three in building in isolation. It can cause you to lack affirmation. Here's the thing. When you bring someone or people in to what you're deciding to build or what you have started to build, it opens up the opportunity for people to affirm that what you see and your why and what you're doing is needed and necessary. I do believe, and it's my personal belief, that when you build an isolation, a lot of times discouragement can settle in even more than it would if you were just building in general. Don't get me wrong. Anytime you're building something from scratch or creating something, discouragement is always going to be something that's going to be right around the corner to meet you. But why be discouraged in isolation when you can have affirmation from trusted individuals that way it can safeguard you against the discouragement when it does come, because it will come. I don't know. Maybe you're scared to share what you're building because of trauma of discouragement from your past. Maybe when you did share insight to what you're building before, people didn't really see the vision. Maybe they discouraged you, told you it was impossible, told you it wasn't a good idea. Hey, maybe it was a quote unquote bad idea. So maybe this is why you decide to build in isolation moving forward. But here, you never know. You could receive the needed affirmation to keep plowing and to keep building when you let someone in on the building process. Here's danger number four in building in isolation. You will lack new ideas. By letting trusted people with wisdom and insight in, on what you're building, it can help jumpstart and generate new ideas for you and what you're creating for your community. Again, I know you're brilliant. I know you're smart. I know you're creative. I know you sense the burden and you sense the problem and you're trying to create a solution for it. Your ideas are great, but guess what? That idea can be cultivated to be even greater when you refuse to build in isolation. 
And the last thing I want to share in regards to building an isolation, the dangers of it is you can lack opportunities to expand even in the beginning. You never know how you can grow before you start. What do I mean by this? When you're building something, especially within its infancy, if you allow, again, trusted individuals to come in on what you're building, you can the work you've anticipated to do by yourself, you can now collaborate. You can now expand. You can now have partners and contractors to, to essentially collaborate with you. And therefore, you've already expanded before you even launch any anything at all. You don't want to limit yourself from potential partnership opportunities because you're building in your own silos by yourself. You don't want to ever cut off opportunities to expand before you launch. I think this is one of the things that most opportunities people miss out on is that you can already have a a, uh, sponsor. uh, You can already have even people who will promote your stuff before you even launch when you let them in when you let them in early while you're building. So those were the five dangers that I wanted to go over and share with you all as far as building an isolation. When you build an isolation, you lack perspective, you lack constructive criticism, you lack needed affirmation, you lack new ideas and you also lack opportunities to expand in the beginning. So now here we go to a main point that I wanted to bring out when I said in the beginning of this episode in that I'm promoting collaboration and partnership. When you build with partners, it's like proofreading your vision, program, product, or whatever before you launch. So it's the same way as if you were publishing a book or the same way as if, you know, before you turn in a paper, I don't know if you all remember in grade school where the teacher would say, um, hey, you know, before you turn in your test, you know, give it to your neighbor, have them look over it or whatever it may be, your report, and then turn it in. So it's essentially like peer editing. So you want to make sure that you provide an opportunity for people to come in in the building so they can catch things that you didn't catch. So now I'm going to pull some language from the nonprofit world in which I currently reside in. I want to encourage you, listening right now, the community leader in this. You need a board of directors. So a board of directors in the nonprofit world is essentially a a group, a a council group. They're essentially filled with professionals, people who have um, experience within the industry um, that can provide um, accountability, that can provide insight that can ask questions, that can provide constructive criticism to your organization. And this is in a nonprofit world. This is essentially how the board of directors act. They act as a steering guide for the vision, to make sure the vision is functioning, to make sure the vision is uh, able to manifest as promise. Um, they pretty much check all the corners, the cracks. Um, they sit essentially in a group and they are pretty much the meeting of the minds and the accountability of the CEO. That's a short synopsis of what a board of directors function is within nonprofit world. I want to bring that same idea and that same model to you as a community leader, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you are a department lead, whether you are a coach, a teacher, or a social activist, whomever you may be. 
you need a board of directors. These can be mentors, qualified friends, emphasis on qualified friends. I don't want to go too much into this, but just because they're your friends doesn't mean they're necessarily qualified to give you proper feedback on your product, your service, your platform, your program, your team, whatever. It could be trusted individuals. It could be other builders, aka like the call, the plow community, what we have here at Plow Podcast. It can be people who have experience and or are in the process as well to help you build by providing perspective. However it may be, you need a board of directors. So at Plow, we want to encourage you to not build in isolation. Listen, you're a genius. You're smart. You're brilliant. But you're not the only smart, brilliant mind out there. Gather your board of directors, a group of three to start. Do these individuals have experience or can they provide insight and wisdom to what you're building? Are they in the building process of of building something as well? Can they provide you the perspective you need to catch your blind spots? Can they give you needed affirmation and encouragement? Can they even plug you in and and network you to people who can help you with what you're building? Can you find three of these people to do that? Are they trusted? Are they a safe space? Can you throw bad ideas at them? They can give you honest review and feedback. Are they secure people? Not seeking to steal your ideas or discourage you and stop you and then do the same thing they told you not to do. Are they dream killers or dream pushers? Whatever it is, you need to find the right three people to start your quote unquote board of directors. And again, these are the people who can help you not build an isolation in your own thoughts, help you not get discouraged and down yourself, give you needed affirmation and also provide you insight, perspective, generate new ideas for you. Give you the affirmation and the confidence you need to keep going and to keep building. And again, you never know. They can be the starting point for your opportunity to expand before you launch. Well, that's all I have for you for this episode in Building in Isolation on Plow Podcast. Next episode, I'll be talking about building for relevance. You do not want to miss it. So I want to challenge you again. Gather and generate your board of directors. Do not build an isolation and share this episode with someone as well. Who needs the value of perspective while building? Share this with them for me. I am so grateful that you chose to invest your time by listening to my voice. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and the website. Information is posted. Subscribers get a lot more resources than I can offer in a 15-minute podcast, and I am here to help you. I want to see you grow, become a healthy leader, make profit, and provoke change. That's success. And in your success, I believe that it will provoke the success of our communities. And don't forget, I also want to hear from you. What do you do? What are you trying to do? Why are you doing it? What do you need help with? What did you like and what didn't you like about this episode? Let's talk. I want to hear it all. So 
So again, thank you so much for listening to Plow Podcast with me, Janae Brinkley.